I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name is Daily Evan. I'm your host. And on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. Y'all, it feels so good to be back. Sorry the schedule's been a little weird lately. Uh, and this is on a Friday and the last one's on a Monday. But I swear, we're going to get back in the swing of things. I feel like the holiday season, just everything goes akimbo, you know? And I just got back from Scotland and London on Monday. And it was the best of times. I got to see Kenzie graduate. It was a very bougie little ceremony. London was great. We saw this uh, play on the West End and I loved it so much it was called Anne Juliet and it was all about girl power fun and you guys know I love entertainment that is frothy and fun and it is a break from the hard parts of this world and it had you know gender non-conforming characters a diverse cast there's lots of twists and turns even if it's like a little bit predictable it's so fun it keeps you on your toes and the best part is that it's based on max martin pop songs because he produced the play and you guys should look up his wikipedia i swear he's produced like every single song of taylor swift that i love and even like the sleeper hits like wonderland and so the whole show is like backstreet boys nsync celine dion kesha so yeah britney spears jesse J. she did an original song for it it's just so good and i think it'll probably come to broadway but if you happen to be over in london on the west end go see Anne juliet i know i have a few uk listeners so guys that's for you uh i still have stickers left and i would still love some more reviews so if you want to get on apple Podcasts and go click on kind of cute scroll down you'll see the reviews at the bottom leave a five star rating and a written review and i will send you a sticker if you dm me on bailey evan b-a-i-l-e-y-e-v-i-n or kind of cute podcast your address and i will send you a cute little sticker my friend megan showed me a snapshot of hers that she thought it was so cute she had it on her fridge because she didn't want to use it because it's that cute she's so cute like you don't want to use it you know when you get that way with stickers i feel like we've all been there all right getting into some stuff from the cut since we talked about tiny bags in a past episode i wanted to point out that our man timote is bringing in this trend for men and he was just on the red carpet wearing an incredible magenta suit and a little Eiffel Tower keychain, just like Lizzo carried her small bag. And to me, he can do no wrong fashion-wise. And as the cut's Amelia Petrarca wrote, it was all so beautiful that we almost failed to notice the teeny tiny Eiffel Tower keychain dangling from little Timmy Tim's delicate little index finger. How precious. But guys, this is Bailey talking, not Amelia. The twist is that apparently this was not a calculated fashion move. A fan just gave him the keychain. LOL. Mind blown, as Kenzie's signaling to me from the couch. And I know I said I would try to cut down on the Timote and the Harry Styles talk, but guys, today, Harry's sophomore album, Fine Line, came out, and I'm into it. I've listened to it probably six times through uh, already today, and I think my faves are actually Adore You and Watermelon Sugar, which he released as singles ahead of the album coming out. But I really think the whole thing is worth giving a listen to, even if you're hesitant and you think of Harry Styles as a boy band member. It was actually kind of funny because I was in, when I was in London, uh, Harry Styles was in London too because he was performing at their Jingle Bell Ball and he was on the Graham Norton show and doing stuff press for his album. And he actually has a house in London and kind of lives there most of the time. 
So I told my dad, I was like, oh my gosh, we're in town at the same time as rock god Harry Styles. And lo and behold, Rolling Stone's article about Harry Styles was titled something, 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 rock god. And I was like, boom, baby, I called him a rock god before Rolling Stone did. Again, you guys know when I like to self-call myself, give a little pat on the back for doing things before major publications. So, I mean, if, if that's all I can get in life, like, I'll take it. I, um, I wore my Harry Styles fine line shirt to work today, and literally no one was phased by it or commented on it. And should I be concerned that my adoration for past boy band members has become so ingrained in my persona that no one even thinks to talk about it? I'm a little concerned. Now we're officially into the articles of today. Let's get started. This is what a Mary Chanel Christmas looks like by Andrew Wynn. Y'all, this party looks so lit, and in 2020, I'm trying to manifest going to more cool parties. Is that shallow and unnecessary? <laughs> yes, it is. But what is life without a little bit of frivolity, right? So, uh, this Chanel party had a K-pop performer, Monsta X. It had huge Chanel number no. 5 bottles for photo ops. There was spiked hot chocolate and cider. Okay, and then there was this quote from Lily Rose Depp, and of course we have to mention that she's Timothée's girlfriend, du jour. So she said if skating was her career, she'd wear a baby blue or pink classic 90s figure skater outfit, and she'd perform to Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. Because uh, of course she would say that. So <laughs> partygoers gathered around tables decorated with mistletoe centerpieces, drinking Kier Royales while eating fondue, truffle burgers, apple pastries, and fries. Guys, I love fondue. I know it's like impractical and you have to have all those little sporks and you have to have the right pot, but I love that shit. If you want to make my day, maybe I'll just put this out into the universe. I am turning 31 on December 28th, and if anyone would like to make me an impromptu fondue party, <coughs> I wouldn't turn it down. Also, Casey Musgraves was there, and she said, I like these kind of things. They're a lot of fun, in the most obvious statement of all time. Uh, I didn't think I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about wanting to be invited to more parties, but Caroline Calloway also just threw a party for her birthday on December 5th, and it was called the May Ball. And it looked honestly so glamorous and cool. Every, like, all the guys had to come in basically, like, tucks with tails. And the girls had to dress up as, like, an art figure. And literally everyone just looks so bomb. And if it's not clear already, and if I haven't said it a million times, I like a theme party. Bring it on. The more glam, the more glitz, the better. And I'm not good at doing, like, refined glitz and glam, so I would love to go to a party that has that because I can't offer that to the world because mine's just like glitter explosion. Woo! All right. New reports surfaced on the inner workings of Emma Stone's fiance by Kelly Conaboy. Uh, so last week or maybe it's two weeks ago at this point, Emma Stone got engaged and she announced it via her Instagram. And a lot of people were like, who the fuck is this dude? And it's been a trend lately for actresses to marry uh, who the fuck is that dude kind of people. Like Jennifer was with that rich art collector guy, Cook Maroney. Pretty sure no one had heard of him before them getting together. Amy Schumer was with that bougie chef. I think he worked on Cape Cod. So this guy's name is David McCary, and he is in the entertainment industry because he is a writer on SNL. And 
SNL seems to be a birthplace for many a romance. I would love to have Elena on the podcast officially again and talk about that because I think there's a lot to unpack there. And as the cut unwrites, sorry, the cut writes, it says, Today new reports from so-called industry sources that people have surfaced about McCary's inner workings. Very interesting. What could be behind that normal face? What could be lurking beneath that seemingly nice enough exterior? And then the cut goes on to quote the People article. And by the time I got to the end of it, I had gained absolutely no information about this man at all. It goes on to say, according to People's source, Emma Stone is professional, talented, and focused on her work. And how does her fiancé fiance feel about it? Dave respects that, they said. Oh my. The source continued, he totally supports her and is unselfish in his desire for her success. Those are great qualities in a man for someone like Emma. She's impressed by his talent and respects his, him immensely. So then the cut says, well, 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 it seems if the source is to be believed, we were pretty much correct in our assessment that Emma Stone's new fiance seems nice and that Emma Stone herself has a good career and that her life is pretty good. So let's just chalk that up as the most boring article we've ever uh, considered on Kind of Cute. And that's a lot considering what I'm about to discuss, which is who is putting tiny cowboy hats on these innocent pigeons by Amanda Arnold. She writes that a mystery has consumed Las Vegas. A calculating individual is putting miniature cowboy hats on non-consenting pigeons, and no one knows who the hell it is or what it is that motivates them. According to the New York Times, one of the first people to notice that pigeons were strutting around in diminutive hats was a man named Bobby Lee, who captured his discovery via video last week. Birds have hats on, bro! He can be heard exclaiming in the video of two pigeons, which he consequently shared to Facebook and which unsurprisingly went viral. Meanwhile, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department told the Times, disappointingly, that the matter does not yet appear to be a police matter at this time. And the cut asks, I'm sorry, what? How is this not worthy of an intensive investigation undertaken by multiple agencies? Has the FBI been alerted? Guys, listen up. Here's my theory. Listen closely. I think the person responsible for the tiny hats on the pigeons is Daddy Diplo. Let's examine the facts, shall we? He loves the cowboy look, as we established in last week's article or podcast. He's from Florida, so he's prone to some really weird shit. And I can say that as a Floridian. He likes a prank and, and a joke. And he frequences Vegas a lot. Case closed. And um, while we're on the subject of Diplo again, he was cited on his Instagram wearing a Publix sweatshirt. So shout out Publix. I wish I could still eat those chicken tendy subs, but I will take the vegetarian ones as a backup. And before that, he was wearing a bedazzled jean jacket with a manatee on it. And it said Florida. So I love that he's repping his hometown. Shout out Daddy Diplo. And don't worry, an ornithologist from Cornell University says that the hats look light enough, they're probably not going to harm the pigeons, and that they look like happy pigeons. So, But he, he ended it by saying, it's hard to know, of course, because they will not talk to us. And another thing I'd like to add is that when I was in London, in Belgravia, <laughs> sorry, I said this in a vlog too, but like, which you can look at my YouTube, Bailey Evan. But in that dumb movie, The Princess Switch, Vanessa Hudgens' character, she's a baker. And at the very beginning of the movie, with no backstory, all of a sudden she wins a baking contest. And she says, looks like we're going to Belgravia. And we were in Belgravia, which is like an area of Chelsea in London. And of course, I just kept saying that. 
and there was lots of pigeons and I was feeding the pigeons my leftover like sweet potato arancini ball from Adelangi. Can anyone tell me how to pronounce that? Adelangi? I don't know. Uh, and Kenzie was like kind of disgusted, but it was cute, you know? But then like the angry pigeons came over and they were like trying to get more food too. So it was really not a great thing on my part, but it was cute while it lasted. And that was before I knew about the hats on the pigeons. So, okay, moving on. Oh no, did Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson break up by Katie Heaney? I had to to include this because I feel like longtime listeners know that I'm still pushing for that fall 2020 wedding for Cashley, as I like to call them. So what happened is that Kara tweeted this. Me and Ashley broke up. I mean, seems pretty straightforward, right? But then that tweet was deleted and it was followed by some kind of spammy tweets like, I'm not a lesbian anymore and like, buy an iPhone. But... If you ask me, that seems like it could be a cover-up. Like, Kara drunkenly tweeting that she broke up with Ashley and then being like, wait, I have to spin this as someone hacked my account. And so she was like, oh, shit, I'm going to just have to post about an iPhone 11 and then it'll be fine. But the twist to this is that someone on Instagram just straight up asked Ashley if they were broken up. But her response was just one word. And she said, nope. But... I feel like I could have used a little bit more elaboration on like that. Like, no, we're madly in love. We're getting married in fall 2020. But we didn't get that. So who knows? Maybe the wedding's off, guys. Um, We got our last article of the day coming up right now. And I thought as we approached the end of the year, it'd be good to include this fun-ass article. And it's called The Most Cursed Moments of 2019 by our girl Sanjita Singh Kurtz. To preface, she states as follows. The term cursed has evolved into a sort of catch-all word for moments that tap into our collective feeling of anxiety and malice. The cursed thing will still make you feel uncomfortable, but not necessarily nauseous, disturbed, but in a way that's more uncanny than upsetting. So that's a little background to what we're going to be getting into today. The first thing she has on her list is Jeff Bezos' sex. So these are sex between Jeff and his mistress, Lauren Sanchez, and these were leaked a day after Bezos announced his divorce from his wife, Mackenzie. And Sanjita writes that these texts were potentially written by Alexa, which, lol, again. And it says, oh, I like don't even want to read this, y'all. Mm, okay, I need a sip of wine. <laughs> I want to smell you. I want to breathe you in. I want to hold you tight. I want to kiss your lips. I love you. I am in love with you. I love you, alive girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. (laughs) Guys, I had gone this long without reading this, and I wish I never had. And now you guys had to listen to it, so welcome. Next on the list, Drake's horny watch. So the rapper showed up at a basketball game this summer wearing a 750,000 erotic watch, which generates endless horny phrases for its wearers. Drake sent his to, I'd love to kiss your pussy. Guys, I hadn't heard about this either, which is shocking because this is exactly the kind of news I would like to hear about. And firstly, what the fuck? But secondly, I'm kind of into it. And love you, Drakey. Champagne poppy. Next up, Kylie Jenner's Handmaid's Tale Party. 
the cut writes, The only thing more dystopian than Margaret Atwood's novel about baby harvesting and forced surrogacy is Kylie Jenner using it as a theme for a party in Calabasas. For the events, Jenner decorated her driveway like a birth canal and shrieked, Praise be, ladies, as guests arrived. And guys, I know this theme got a lot of shit, but I thought this party was hilarious. Like, obviously, anyone with a brain knows that Handmaid's Tale is fucked up and is a dystopian world, maybe not that far off from our own, but hopefully very far off from our own. And I'm pretty sure that Kylie is aware of that, too. I mean, she is a billionaire, guys. Let's give her a little bit of credit here. And, like, let's give her a couple brain cells to work with. So... I just love a theme. Do I have to say it again? Like, I do, and I just feel this. Okay, next up on the list. <laughs> when Elizabeth Holmes showed up to court with barrel curls. I'm not even going to comment on that. We talked about Elizabeth Holmes causing a turtleneck shortage in our Halloween episode. I don't want to focus on her anymore, but I love a Theranos scandal. This one, the first Cats trailer. And at this point, this list started to feel like kind of cutesy year in review. Next up on the list is that haunting picture of Ivanka and Jared that I'm sure you've seen has also haunted your dreams. But I felt like this should have been switched out but with that weird um, trick-or-treating clip we saw of Trump putting the candy on the minion's head, which I discussed on the podcast. But alas, we get the Ivanka and Jared photo. Next up, when we found out that Marianne Williamson refers to herself as a bitch for God. I didn't want to look into that any further because I hate it. Uh, this meal served on Air Force One, and that was the picture of the little pepper with a jack lantern face stuffed with stuff. Yeah, again, didn't want to talk about it, look into it further. Next up, the second Cats trailer. Next up, when we found out that Haley Bieber's wedding dress had Till Death Do Us Part embroidered on its train. Now, again, guys, I'm going to have to take Devil's Advocate on this. Not even Devil's Advocate, just take the completely opposite side because I thought that was bomb. I loved it. I mean... When you're Haley and Justin, like, you got to do something a little out there. Like, you can't just waltz in there with your little mermaid dress and your little tiara on and a veil and be like, okay, we're here. You got to do something. So putting till death to us part, I think it's probably ironic because mm, are they going to make it till death? Maybe if they die young. Okay, am I going to hell for that? Moving on. Next up on the list, Pete Davidson as depressed Ken. Now, guys, you know I like to tell you to Google stuff, but I'm going to warn you on this. Spare yourself. Don't Google Pete Davidson as depressed kin. It involves a weird uh, kin-like lower section with no genitalia, and I hate it. Last on the list, when Elon Musk crashed his toy truck into a pylon outside of Nobu with Grimes and Ed Norton in the car. I just want to say I'm still not over Elon Musk dating Grimes and if you really want some entertaining homework for this week I suggest googling feud between Grimes Elon Musk and Azalea Banks and doing a real deep dive like you're swimming in a pudding pool to get into that drama because it is good that's all of our articles for today our legit shit is two you're getting two today it's the holiday season I'm feeling generous first up my favorite artist. Honestly, I love her, and the fact that I don't own anything by her is tragic because I think I'm holding out for just stumbling upon her on the streets of New York and whipping out a napkin that she can quickly doodle on. I'm putting that on the universe. We're manifesting it. I think it can happen. I'm, like, convinced it can happen. I know where she likes to get her marks. Maybe that's stalkerish. I don't care. I love her, and her name is at, but, like, maybe on Instagram, her real name's 
Ariana Margulies. I love her illustrations. I think she's so tuned into, honestly, like what young women face today in the world and goes about it in a really funny way. So check her out on Instagram. She sells all of her pieces like on Society6, just prints and stuff. Buy one, support her, love her. Uh, she also like reposted one of my um, Instagram story photos. So wow, that was true fangirl moment for me. Next up is a Lush product. It's called Yognog. It's one of their uh, body gels, body, what are they called? Shower gels. And it's a holiday exclusive. So get it now while you can or wait until the day after Christmas because they always do a sale. It's their one sale of the year where they discount their holiday stuff. And this stuff is glittery for one. And it leaves a nice little subtle glitter when you get out of the shower. It's not obvious. Don't worry. And to me, it smells like Biscoff cookies. So it's like, if you took all the Biscoff cookies you got on a Delta flight and like crushed them up and rubbed them over your body, but like in a cleansing way, that's what this smells like. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. This was episode 19 and I will see you next week for episode 20. Yeah, boy.